This is Dennis Rickliffs, and you're listening to the Hot Rise by Boyd podcast. Recording from our headquarters in Old Town Orange, welcome to the Hot Rise by Boyd podcast. We are back. Welcome to the newest episode of the Hot Rise by Boyd podcast. Today, we've got a full studio. What's up, Chris? How are we doing? Doing pretty good. Excited what? about today. It's a good day. It's a good, we got your brother in here. Yes. My, What's yes, up, my, Greg? How are we doing? Little brother doing Greg. awesome. We got my favorite person here sitting next to me. Nice. Dennis Rickliffs. Dennis Rickliffs. <laughs> Greg keeps me in line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we're glad you made made the trip over here, Dennis. We've been trying to do yeah. this for a while. Thanks for coming. Yeah. I appreciate you taking the, taking the time off to come talk to us. And I'm glad Greg's here to kind of set Oh, yeah. Set, I, set I the, look forward know. to it. I just, you know, I was busy and just yeah. couldn't get over here, you know. Yeah. No, it's finally, good. finally cut him a big enough check. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah can you hold on to that for a right. few more weeks? <laughs> we're, waiting, we're waiting for our sponsorship money to yeah. come in, yeah. and then we'll let you know when it clears. <laughs> no, but we're we're you know what? Uh, th- this is this is uh, this is great because I mean, uh, apparently Dennis has known you for a little while. Oh, geez, for a long time. <laughs> yeah, let's let's take it back. When when did you? I mean, I've known you, Greg. Right? We've known this guy since oh, so I can was, remember. Yeah, the kid. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Tell well, us. I, when, I was when just, did, when I was just telling up? Steve. I, I can remember you guys playing with your little cars and your hands and knees in the flower beds over there on. Oh yeah, on, on, on the, Orange, Orange Avenue. Yeah, I still do that actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he actually he does. <laughs> We're doing that after the podcast. The cars right? just yeah. get a little bigger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that. So that was back. I mean, we moved in there in what seventy seven, seventy eight, seventy eight. Yeah. So. When did you start coming around? Well, I used to go to your de- your house in Cyprus and stripe cars. So that's going way back. Yeah, and I can remember your mom coming out to Mandor, you know, from the inside the house to yep. the outside, and she goes, "Boyd, Boyd, you got you got to get in here and get ready. You got to get to work." And I'm thinking to myself, "It's eight o'clock at night. Where's he going to work at?" <laughs> I didn't even know he worked at, at Disneyland. At, at Disneyland, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, so that's going back a ways. Yeah, what was yeah. the first car that you remember striping from my dad? <clears throat> It might have been the uh, that silver bullet. You know, I just came across a picture, and I'm going to post it. I, uh, Greg, I came across a picture of it um, posted in front of the blacksmith shop at Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah, yeah. So that's on a magazine cover of, of uh, Street Rider. Yeah, yep. I have a few copies of that. Right? I, I'm pretty sure I probably did something else, but that's a, that's the first one I remember doing. You know, what I mean? that you would know. Yeah. That was one of the, one of the first cars there that kind of yeah. started it there. Um, yeah, and I mean, ever since then, I mean, I think you've pretty much striped every car, right? Like pretty much, yeah. The, a flamed, you know, your flames are <clears throat> iconic, you know. Well, your dad, um, your dad was one that, when he found somebody that could do something that he needed, and was you know pleasant to get along with, didn't charge him an arm and a leg, and was on time, he was in. Yep. He, I mean, you were kind of like locked in. You know what I mean. Uh, you know, if you didn't show up when he needed, and he's got a customer coming in to pick up the car, and, and it's supposed to be in striped, and you're, yeah, I didn't show up, or they didn't show up, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Uh, that's you know, but I'm not trying to toot my horn. I'm just saying I, I look at it a different way. I mean, it's a two-way street here. You know what I mean? For sure. I need to be there when I, when he tells me to be there because he needs to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. and he definitely you know, he surrounded himself with some seriously talented people, but. You know, there was also some seriously talented people that came around that were flakes, right? Yeah. And just you couldn't count on them, and they right. they were quickly out the door. Right. You Either know? that or they, they had a talent that was very rare, 
and you just had to put up with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? There, there was that from time to time. Yeah, and you know, I'm just saying, he, 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 your dad was a smart guy. So I mean, he realized, you know, he, he can't just, you know, be just pucker up and just tell this guy to get out of here because you know he may have needed him. Yeah, you yeah. I mean, so he had to go along with the so, story here. You know what I mean? Sometimes uh, in business and in life, you kind of got to deal with that, you know. Yeah. Especially if somebody's got a really rare talent. Yeah. You know. But you, I mean, then going into the 80s, I mean, I think, how many trucks, sport trucks, did you did you stripe? I mean, you couldn't even, it's, there were so <laughs> nah, many, yeah. right, Greg? There were so many. Sport trucks and those uh, oh. Capri station wagons. Oh, yeah. And the Astro vans. Astro vans, yeah. Astro vans, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I you mean, think about it, there's a lot of. I mean, you, you weren't in an, you were not an employee of Hot Rods by Boyd or Boyd's Wheels, but at times it probably seemed like you were. Yeah. You were, right? <laughs> I mean, you were there so much. I mean, yeah. He was there. From the beginning, all the way to the end. Yeah. Think about any other pinstriper that we had there. I can't. Well, I have the one story that uh, you know uh, that when I, we had to do that Honda Ridgeline for SEMA. Yeah. And a SEMA crunch time, and I just needed to get this thing. It was wasn't anything super special. Just needed to get done. And I remember uh, you were Dennis. You were busy, and I remember uh, I forget who else turned me on to somebody else that could be there that day, so I could we get the car to Vegas. And I remember telling my dad, "Hey, don't worry about it." Uh, Dennis is busy, but I got this guy. And oh man, he jumped my shit. No bullshit, <laughs> bullshit. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what he said to you or what on the phone, but you ended up coming down and striping that thing, <laughs> right? And he's like, "You're not using anybody else. I've been using Dennis for since you know when beginning of time." And then, you know, uh, okay, all right, you know, I, I can't. Well, like I said, it was Cypress. Yeah, and I can remember uh, Art Christman told me that his street name, his street number. Was the same as your number. Yeah, he but he was behind but, us. Yeah, he was yeah. one street over. Yep. But he had the same number, so he always teased your dad that he said, well, "I I put all I put all the the bills that they put in my mailbox <laughs> or my slate and put, yeah. redirect them to your that street." the street name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was yeah. I mean, I was born in '74, and we stayed in that house until '78, and this lovely little guy came around and uh, at the end of '77. You know? You're welcome. <laughs> Forever changed our lives, right, Dennis? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you're here because uh, we've been trying to I mean, getting Greg here was an important part of the deal too. That's right. Right. That's right. Because uh, no sense coming down with Greg Ray. <laughs> we got him off the computer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah exactly. Doing his studies, his R and D on the computer. It's all. It's all. You know, study work. It's yeah. All. Right. Yeah. And we know networking. Yeah, they, um, I mean, it's something as, as far as pinstriping. It, it was one of those things where I, you guys, when, one thing that stood out to me as a kid, you guys do some unique, like a, a pinstripe make or break a car, too. You know, just like the wheels. Will. Right. But you guys do some unique color combinations at some of these cars where if you told somebody before you did it what color you guys were going to throw on these and go, eh. You know, like you talked about the, uh, what was it, the on the casket, you did the. Oh, it's a Candyman stripe. That's yeah. what I call it. Because when Boyd built that, uh, I think it was a 34 sedan, I think. And it was black. And Boyd asked me, he said, I want something on here to kind of make it jump a little bit. So I put a lime green, an orange, and a purple three-line stripe around the belt line. Yeah. And Candyman, he, he, I mean, that's what he did. He sold candy and stuff. Yeah. Are oh, you so talking, talking about uh, Vern? Yeah, Vern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they call him Candyman Order, because that's what he, his business yep. was. And that reminded him of 
candy, you know what I mean? Because there's a bright color on that black background. You know what I mean? Yeah, because what was the original uh, stripe? There was a stripe on, on the original Fernless Coupe. Yeah, that was right? just a normal kind of that tan was, and orangey color. Yeah, tan and exactly, orange, yeah. right? And maybe like a white, like an off-white in a uh, orange. Or, like a, or was it like a, another color, like a different red? Yeah, I think there's three colors, weren't there? Yeah, three, yeah. Yeah, there's three. But, man, I mean, that was... Um, I, speaking of that, I came across a picture of Dad and Vern. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was going to do a post on that, you know? Because, oh, yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, you know, he, that, was, he was a great guy. He was a great guy. And, you know, what? I, I, I just had this thought in, in my head, like, you know what? Not everybody... Everybody's... There's a lot of people that have vision and a lot of people that have ideas and stuff, but some people just don't have the means to, to do that. I mean, not... you know, well, They don't know how to pull it off. They don't know how to pull it off, but then there's people like... Everybody needs, everybody needs a Vern in their life. To, to help launch this stuff, right? Oh, the yeah. guy that says, hey, I, you got the talent and the vision. I got the money to see this thing through. Yeah. You know, or you, you might be the Vern right. to somebody else, yeah. you know? And well, when he used to come over to your dad's shop there, I mean, he, he would sit on a five-gallon thinner can. I mean, he wasn't – the guy was worth some money, I think. Yeah, you know? but he'd come over with – he'd just come over with like uh, – he was one of the first guys that I, I ever met with uh, uh, tattoos – on his like wrists and his arms, yeah, you know, and he had remember he had like a watch, like a watch looking, yeah, weird looking like a bracelet. Thing but he used to say, he used to come over with a bag of suckers because that was his thing. He oh, yeah. so, he sold suckers, and back then he used to put your, uh, uh, your name, name, your name, name or some yeah. kind of slogan on the on the handle, and he'd give them to me. And he goes, make sure you brush your teeth three times a day. You know, because he, <laughs> you know, being the candy man, he didn't want to be responsible for uh, teeth <laughs> rotting out teeth. of our mouth. Well, Boyd told me one day that he he had a Harley. So he wanted to lay law motorcycles. That's where he bought it at. And that's where he hung out at. And they had a, a deal on the wall with everybody's coffee cup and name on it. You know what I mean? So when they came in, they could take their coffee cup and drink a cup of coffee. Well, one day he goes up there to get his bike serviced or something. And he, they were done and everything. It was lunchtime. So he rode his bike up to the, the restaurant or something down the street. He came back out and the motorcycle was gone. So... So guy that I know, he asked him, he goes, well, what'd you do then? He goes, I just went to the showroom, bought a new motorcycle and rode home. <laughs> <laughs> well, so some people like him could do that. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. No, he had a cool uh, motorcycle. He had that, uh, remember that Honda, that Turbo? The Honda Turbo. Yeah. The white one. Yeah. And there's a, I have, we, we have pictures somewhere a picture of, of, it, of yeah. him riding that thing. Not a totally cool guy. I remember him just coming oh. by, the, hanging out at the shop, and uh, he always just had blue jeans on, work boots on. Yeah, you, you'd, yeah if you see him on the street, I mean, it, he wasn't like he was, you know, decrepit or, or whatever no. else. You, you would just think, uh, you know, old man or whatever. Else He's just a normal, thing. like looking like a yeah. normal working class guy, yeah. like the, the yeah. rest of everybody else. Yeah. You know, I think that's maybe kind of why, kind of fit in and hung out you know because you can get some of these guys over the years these real yuppie looking guys and preppy guys that come in you know yeah shaggy these shoes wa- on and yeah, stuff, wa- yeah. Wa- wall street guys you know <laughs> coming in uh but he he definitely he seemed like he was the kind of guy that just liked to hang out you know now those guys even got a different language you know what i mean which guys though the wall street guys yeah. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> they use all the fancy buzzwords you know uh, but but you know what it takes all t- it takes all types oh yeah you know i mean uh it those are the those are the guys that really really helped uh, take hot riding from the garages, sure, and, and allowed allowed guys like my dad to get established. Yeah, you know, to where uh, they were able to have a, someone like you uh, pinstriping every Caprice uh, lowered wagon in every sport truck. 
you know, which you're going to come back and do my truck. That's right. You're done. Right. You brought your brushes with you, right? (laughs) Not today. No, no, we're going to, because we got, we got plans for that red truck. So when it's all done, then, then I'll bring either bring it to you. You come up here or whatever, you know, I remember one day at the shop, your, your dad was walking towards me. And he had a, su- a guy with a suit on and shiny shoes and the whole deal on there, right? So he got, you know, closer to me and everything else, and I just walked right on by, you know what I mean? So about a half hour later, Boyd comes over to me and he goes, Hey. Yeah. He goes, Well, you don't say hi anymore no or what? I go, Well, you got to look at it my side. This guy had shiny shoes on, a shirt, uh, you know, a suit and a tie and everything. I have no idea what you had going on there, so I didn't want I didn't want some dirtbag saying hi to you and yeah. blow the whole deal up. You know what I mean? That's funny. And he looks at me for a minute. He goes, "Now nah, you're right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, when things started to take off, right, there was all kinds of different people. Oh, all kinds of people came through there. Yeah, you know, and it's funny because you look back and and you as especially with social media and stuff. There's and, and you know talking to people and there's people now that have TV shows. Right, the car shows that they were just fans that would come into the oh, yeah. shop because Stanton on Monroe that was like the epicenter. Oh yeah, of hot rodding. Yeah. I mean now, uh, you know, it's the industry's insane, and there's there's really awesome hot rod shops across the country. Oh yeah, but yeah. but Southern California, Stanton, Huntington Beach, that whole area that was you know yeah, that's where all the the hot rods. Uh, the really the nice thing about it was all those guys got along. Oh yeah, your dad and Lombardo. And old uh, Buffy, old Don Thielen. Yep. Don Thielen, yeah. All those, all those guys, Fat they Jack. got along. Fat Jack. Yeah, they all got along. Yeah. You know I mean, Porus, all those yeah. guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know. Little John. Because I think they were all, at the same time, like, I guess, you know, fast forward, maybe they all, they weren't, I mean, I don't know. You could, from a business standpoint, maybe they could have been competitors, but, but these Why? guys, they all had the same, these are all hobby going, hey, maybe we can make a dollar doing this. Right. You know? Right. And I, I think it was kind of, you know, um, it was, yeah, it, it, it was a different deal. Yeah. Everyone hung out at everybody's house. I mean, like I said, like Greg and I growing up, I think we thought everybody had a Bridgeport mill in their garage, you know, and, yeah, exactly. and worked on hot rods. You know, if you went to your friend's house, he didn't have something like that in his garage. Well, what's, yeah. What do you do? You know? I remember going to your dad's shop one day, and he says, hey, come here, look at this. And his Bridgeport was there, and he had some... I don't, even, I don't know nothing about machining or whatever, but it, they just came out with some deal that you just push in the, what you want the mill to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even though it wasn't computerized the whole mill. I mean, just, you know, that part of it. You could yeah, they it. just did like the digital, uh, the, they had the digital readout on it. It was like before CNC, you would just plug in how far you wanted to move on whatever right. axis yeah, and it would move that, that type far. Of thing. And, and he, man, I mean, he was just, you know, he was a static. You know? just, <laughs> I mean, he just got it the day before or whatever, and he, he had to show me. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, it, we you see some kind of parallels, like what's going on now. There's a there's a lot of guys that are using uh, like 3D printing now. Oh yeah. To build, uh, in you know, cosmetic parts on their car, they use like uh, laser metal sintering to like ba- so for stuff that's almost impossible to machine. They're built. They're using this laser, and it takes metal powder and it makes it into, you know, I, I forget the guy's name, but maybe someone will chime in. Uh, somebody built uh, a swing arm for a motorcycle, and just. The way it was put, to, it was all done with that laser metal centering, because the way it was built, you couldn't machine it like that. Yeah, it's kind of cool, yeah. right? So it's kind of like, you know, being at the forefront of that, right? Dad yeah. was uh, just 
I mean, he had the vision to go, no, 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 that's going to be something. Let's do it. Yeah. But speaking of, we're going to have Johnny Anderson on oh, cool. later today. And he was really one of the first, uh, you know, it wasn't one of the first employees, but he actually started at the at the Orange at the, Avenue at the shop. house, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, working on the conventional mill and lathe there in the back, just the little ones that we had. Yeah. And then he was early. He, I think he said like two months. Well, we'll find out the whole story. But, but that's a guy who was at the forefront of CNC machining. You know, this is something like they, there's, a, there's a picture that I'll post. Uh, I forget what car it was. It was that orangish coupe with the graphics on it, and everything was anodized purple. If you remember that, it was over in Monroe. And there's a picture that Dwayne took of all the parts polished and prepped, ready to go to anodize on the table. And then they, uh, uh, coming back from anodize, it's all purple, right? Back then, purple, right? Anodizing oh, yeah. purple. Hell yeah. But what I'm getting at is that that table probably represented six, eight months worth of work. Oh, oh yeah, for which sure. Which nowadays would be like six to eight weeks yeah. worth of work. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, that was the beginning of Boyd's Wheels and and all that. So yeah, it's cool. I I like I like hearing uh, hearing all these stories, and you know, figuring out where guys like you came into the picture and you know, uh, you know, there's a <clears throat> there's a lot of fun. I mean, at the time I'm 75 now, and so at the time, what was that? Uh, say 75. To say it's 20 now, I mean, just around the corner here. So that's 45 years ago. So I was 30 years older than my late 20. I mean, you know, right yeah. at 30 years old. <laughs> so uh, here again, like you say, the candy store or whatever else. It was like that for me, too. I mean, you know, because I striped a lot of hot rods and shit before that. But I'm just saying, though, to, to be in a place that had all the linoleum floor, you know, all the walls all right. painted, you know, the and all the stuff. Floor, yeah. yeah, all that stuff, you know what I mean? There, there was no other place like that. So how did you get into pinstriping altogether? Well, when I was younger, I mean, I just loved it. Did I mean, you grow uh, up in the L.A. area? Uh, Bellflower. Bellflower, okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Larry Watson and uh, there was Mike Kleins down Long Beach, uh, different people. And I remember walking home from school, you'd see a car that had designed pinstripes on the hood or the deck lid. You go over and look at it, and there's a little name right there, you know. And that, I never heard of a guy before in my life, you know what I mean? Keep in mind, I was only 14 years old, yeah. but I mean, I was into it. You know, I knew just about everybody that had done anything like that in that area, but I that never, don't, don't ever, I've never seen the name again. You know I mean? Yeah. In other words, hobbyists somewhere, uh, you know, they just tried it or whatever else. And, you know, today, I mean, I can't tell you whether it was, it was, it was on there and it was good, but I can't tell you if it's good enough, you know, to, to get paid for. I, I'm just, yeah. I don't remember, you know. But. So then, and everybody had a lowered car. Yeah, and then, then you're talking, this is late 50s, right? Yeah. Late 50s, late going fi- into 60s, yeah. yeah. Hanging out at the clock. Yeah, there you go. Harvey's, bro- Harvey's, Harvey's Broiler. broiler. Yeah, yeah, where was Harvey's Broiler at? Yeah, Downey on Firestone Boulevard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was, that place was so busy, they had two rows of cars parked. You know what I mean? So if you, if you got there early enough and you were fortunate enough, you'd get the front row. You know I mean? it, was that on, Fire, on Firestone? Firestone, I think it's Stuart and Gray Road or something. Yeah. Now, is that at Bob's Big Boy now? Is yeah. that what that is? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. But if you if you ever go by there and you look at the back parking lot, that whole thing was covered with cars at night. Really? They on any, right on any given night. Oh, any any night, really? especially weekends. Wow. I mean, so you just kind of didn't. So when's the first time you picked up a brush and said, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna." Well, I'm gonna first do off, this. I started with little brushes, you know, like you buy in the, in the 
in a store, I mean, a hobby shop or something. Yeah, like you know, watercolor some brushes little, or some something. You know, brushes but, about a half inch long. And you got to point it into. Yeah, it. you know that's pretty hard when you want to draw a line that's even an inch long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when I when I was in Belfair, the Sherwin Williams store there had Grumbacher striping brushes and lettering brushes and stuff. Back in back at that time. Today, when you walk into a paint store like that, you know they're they're so. I, what would you call it? The packaging and all the stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, it's nothing like the old days where you had all the tools laying around and stuff that you could buy. I mean, yeah. So, well, now I mean, it's it's a pretty big deal. I mean, now I mean, it seems like you got like Coast Airbrush over here. What Anaheim? Oh, yeah. They just their right. store just caters to yeah. guys like yourself and, right. and you know right. pinstripe airbrush air, artists, airbrush and artists and yeah. stuff like that. The problem is a lot of this stuff is is it's like disappearing because they 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 can't make enough money at it. You mean? Yeah. Yeah, just kind of like dying, the, dying off. I yeah, see I mean, there's like a lettering brush. It's called a Langnickel, and it's uh, it's got a yellow handle. They're kind of distinctive, and they they've been they haven't sold them in stores probably in uh, I don't know five ten years or so, whatever. Well, I found some the other day, and man, I mean, I'd done everything I could to you know to get them to sell them to. They didn't even want to sell them, and really? it, it's it's Langnickel itself. They just when it was discontinued or whatever else, there was no to them there was no market for it or whatever else. And I talked to this one lady, and she, I finally talked to her, and it, she says, well, one day when the people go back into the warehouse to, to, find, to get something or whatever or move something, I'll ask them to find them. I'll ask them if they can find them. And she called me back one day, and it, a couple weeks later, and she says, they went back. I had some people out there one day, and I, they found some. Anyway, I'm, I'm waiting for them now. They, oh, they, okay. They're going to ship them to me. Anyway. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't buy them all. I mean, I, just, I bought some, you know what I mean? But, uh, well, and, and too, I mean, back then, I'm sure you guys were also modifying brushes, right? Oh, yeah, you could Just to make a, go get some different kind of brush and make it do what you want it to yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. But see, most of the striping brushes that are made today, uh, you know, they're $35, $50 somewhere. I mean, I use Da Vinci's. Uh, they're really, I mean, I, the only thing I'll do maybe is cut the end of it off just a little bit, maybe, and that's it. I don't, I don't cut the sides down or nothing. You know, a lot of guys, you look at their brush, you can't even recognize the striping brush anymore. They really? whacked and hacked on them so much, you know what I mean? But it works for them. You yeah. Know? So, but they're not manufactured that way. You mean? Well, you, I, you, one thing um, with, with you and your striping is your, your flames. Your flames are pretty iconic, and you know, especially when it's attached to the Boyd cars that you've done. Um, I mean, did you have any influence? Uh, you know, what was your inspiration for coming up with with your version of, of flames? Well, like I said, growing up in Belfar, Larry Watson was the painter in, in Belfar at that time. You know what I mean? And he had he'd done flames and everything, but they call them seaweed flames. You know, they they were kind of narrow, and they they get old, and they go, you know, and yeah. They're for the seaweed tail. So I was influenced by that, except for the fact that when I started painting them, there was not much room to blend colors. You, know, you could just do the tips and a little bit around the corner, and you couldn't do nothing. Because so they were a little bit tighter. Oh yeah, real skinny, skinny, yeah, real skinny, skinnier, yeah. And stuff. real skinny. Yeah. So when I started, when I started playing with it a while, I started thickening it up or whatever, because to me, I wanted to get more blend in the corners and stuff. I mean, in other words, get it so it's not just a color there, and it just kind of like phase out I, I want it so it blend into the next deal and whatever else you mean yeah uh, just like i do corners and everything i lay the spray gun down and, and i point it towards the back of the flame and i lay it down there so the the overspray falls way out there i don't 
a lot of people they just go around the the corners with you know the guns straight at it oh, okay and so you get a you get a, a fogged edge there of sorts but if you lay it down and, and spray over top of it in a way you know what i mean the, the overspray lays way out there yeah now by doing that you can't touch once you start you can't touch the thing no more because if you look at it some of that stuff is overspray is standing up yeah you know what i mean so if you if you wiped your hand over there that'd be all gone then you, have, they, you know then you have to start all over kind of like you know but that's uh yeah i'm not saying i invented that i'm not saying where i just saying i like that and i that's that's the style I, you I went, went to, yeah i went to that you i'm, know I'm pretty sure you invented it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. what about that that what year was it you did that nomad the 57 or was it a wagon? Uh, was it a Nomad or just a regular wagon? No, or? it was a Nomad. It was a Nomad, yeah. yeah. That was a Sam Hollingsworth Nomad. Uh, it came out in a magazine, I think, in 67, so I had to done it like in 65. Okay. Somewhere in that range. That was, a, that was a root beer. Root yeah. beer brown and gold with gold yeah. flames, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool car. Whose car was that? We'll have to... Sam Hollingsworth. Sam Hollingsworth. Probably Google that. If you, I think oh, if yeah. you Google Dennis, I think it's probably one of the one of the first things that comes up, huh? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And we done a, we done a uh, the car disappeared after Sam sold it. Not to the old guy he sold it to, but after a while it, it disappeared. Like so, uh, Richard Graves, this is a friend of mine. Uh, I I talked to him so much about I'd like to do a recreation of that car that he decided to do one. Oh, cool. He said, "If you paint it, you mean, okay." So we did, and. Uh, it made it back on the cover, Rod and Custom. It made it back on, or not back on, but it made it to the Rodgers Journal and all that stuff. Uh, but the the real one has been located since then. Is that it? No. No. That's not it. No. Uh, okay. But the real one's been located. What color was it? But it's like maroon with a big block in it and stock height with five spokes. Oh, really? And it said Canada. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. What color was the car? Ripier brown and gold. With gold flames. Yeah, I'll have to find. We'll have to find it later. I want to check it out. Maybe we can find a picture of it, and post it. What was the first flame car you did for our dad? Well, I don't. I don't. Well, I'm trying to think. Was it? Uh, oh, for your dad? I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Uh, probably Lorenzini's coupe. Okay, that's what I. Uh, that was coming to my mind yeah. too. Because when I when we when we done that car, your dad hated it. I mean, he told me just. Just stripe, just put some belt lines on it. Don't put the freaking flames on there. You know what I mean? Lawrence yeah. Zinni, no, I want to put flames on it because he's a friend of Pete Boris's. Yeah. And he always liked the, uh, the what was the coupe that? The California Kid? The California there Kid car. Yeah. He always liked that. Well, as you can see, I mean, the flames I put on Lawrence Zinni's coupe ain't nothing like the ones on there. Is it? I mean, it's a different totally style. Different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but I'm just saying, uh, your dad, he'd walk by every once in a while because we've done the shop over there. And your dad walked by every once in a while and shake his head and walk on. But after it's all done and, you know, all put it back together and everything, I, I think he I think he probably kind of like, liked it. You know what I mean? Well, and, and isn't that the car that ended up on the cover of Smithsonian? No. Yeah. Was it? Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was. Yeah. Which, that's iconic in itself. Right. Just that's that, the only, that's, that cover. Well, your dad was the only guy that was ever in the, a car guy that was in the Smithsonian deal. I mean, as far as an article. Yeah, is everything well, on the use, cover? First yeah, car they ever, use, yeah. yeah, they use that car for the cover. Do they even have that magazine anymore? Smithsonian I magazine. Was, I think so. I don't know. Maybe Smithsonian. Crying out loud. Yeah. But that's definitely um, that was definitely uh, that was a big deal. I mean, and then it, it, I remember when it landed in Playboy magazine. 
You know? And Greg kept stealing the damn magazine from me. No, Dad bought it for me. <laughs> he took me to the liquor store over he there did, by the right? house. Yeah, that's goes, right. You told that story yeah. before. He goes, I got something for you. Don't, Don't tell your mother. <laughs> it's work-related. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> nah, there's... Um, I've always loved your striping and your flames. And, I mean, like I said, it's a just it's one of those things that uh it's it's just a little piece of that puzzle right it's a little little piece of, of the of the boy coddington puzzle that it's just over the years what's been consistent right yep. you know what's been consistent there and you've bef- definitely been definitely been part of that you know we we even had the privilege of having Dennis have rent one of the offices and the shop. That's on, right. Yeah, you on, were over on there. Miraloma. On Miraloma. I got you to were... work with this guy every day. Oh, yeah. I bet that was a pleasure for it was you, Dennis. Awesome. <laughs> well, to, to the people that never been over to that shop, I mean, that was an iconic type shop. That I shop mean, was cool. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, Robbie Gordon's shop originally for his uh, cart team. Yep. And they and they, I mean, I don't know how much they spent, but it had TVs on a wall, diamond plate, uh, uh, diamond plate. Like kickboard and stuff on the, on the yeah, floor. Yeah, it had enough know. room when you walked in. It had like a little, little showroom, but yeah. it had enough room to put a car, a race car, oh, yeah. something yeah. right in the middle. Right. And then there was a reception desk, and then it had the windows where you could look in. You know, people could. That, that's kind of cool because you can they could look into the shop and, and get see whatever he's doing without right. bothering anybody. Yeah. It had a little, like, like a kitchen area there. I mean, like. Yeah, a, a little shower area in the bathroom and the kitchen area. Yeah. and. I mean, it was it was a pretty nice place. You know? yeah. I mean, it, that's I shouldn't say that. It was a real nice place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe too nice. Well, and he's been yeah. back there. <laughs> the Robbie, Robbie's. I haven't. I drove by there not too long ago. He's still he's got the place all decked yeah. out. Yeah, looks nice. Yeah, that was that was cool. You were upstairs there, right? Yeah. No, no you were downstairs. downstairs. Yeah. Greg was down. So you you guys were you and Greg were office mates, huh? Yeah. Drink coffee in the morning together. Yeah. Hang out by the uh, water cooler. Hey, yeah. yeah. And then every once in a while, hey, Dennis, you got to come. Come here. Look at this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Check yeah. this out, Dennis. Little surprise uh, screenshots that Greg would come up with on yeah. there. We, we, you know, in, inter-office antics. I guess we'd hey, call Greg. it. Yeah, and Greg's, <laughs> Greg's the master of inter-office antics. So what, what, um, what's been going on lately in the uh, Dennis Rickless pinstriping world? Well, striping... Uh, you know, when I was doing your dad's stuff, even, I mean, I was doing car dealer work. is kind of like my main thing. I'd just go to the car dealership in the morning and just stripe cars all day long. And go home the next day, go to another dealership or whatever else. <coughs> and uh, one day, I mean, that went on for years. And then one day, uh, not one of my dealers I was doing, but another friend of mine was doing a dealer. And he was out there working away. And this guy comes out there, sales manager, and he goes... He says, hey, I, I, got, I, got, I got to talk to you for a minute. So he stops and the guy tells me, he goes, I hate to tell you this, but we're not going to stripe any more cars. Huh? You're not going to stripe any more cars? No. So today's your last day. When was this? Probably in the 80s. Oh, okay. You know? So, well, dealerships, one of the reasons they stripe cars is because somebody else was striping cars. I mean, striping their cars. Yeah. To keep up with them or whatever you want to say. You know, make theirs the same product as they had or whatever you want yeah, to say. Yeah, keep it up. The yeah, keep it up with the Joneses. Yeah. So anyway, it wasn't it wasn't a month. Bang. Gone. Now, I've talked to stripers from back east and even in Colorado area. They say they stripe cars every day at dealerships. So it's just uh, out here, uh, they, they just... They just basically eliminated it. You mean really? I'm not saying there isn't some that still do it, but I, I don't know where they're at. You mean? 
Yeah. And I'm, I'm old enough. I'm 75 now, and I couldn't keep up with the pace anyway. So, because you had to work outside in the sun and stuff, you know what I mean, and whatever. And uh, at the time, I mean, it doesn't bother me. And then every, every once in a while, one of the dealerships, they'd say, you know what, why don't you take that space over there when you come here? We'll just make sure there's nothing in there. You, you use that. So by the time, by the time, you know, uh, I was there for, say, a month or two, they'd always, they'd always, each dealership, they'd have a space for me somewhere. Or a warehouse they'd have their cars in or something. I'd go over there and stripe them. So. And then by the time the late 80s hit, then everybody wanted a sport truck. Yeah, you, that kept you busy, right? There's always something. Some <laughs> how many times? Things. How many times have you put the iconic hot rods by Boyd oh, on the on a tailgate <laughs> of a uh, or uh, you know on the back of a Caprice wagon or Astro van? Quite a few times. A lot. Yep. Yeah, I mean, because all the pickups that Boyd built. Yeah, I mean, there yeah. were how many of them? I mean, we don't even know. I mean, if they're for just a regular customer, you I mean he had me put that on there. And then on the firewall, right, of a hot rod. Oh yeah, yeah, I started that deal. Right, because then and then later on, you put in what Boyd Coddington's garage yeah. on the firewall. The ones that were built in La Habra. Yeah. But um, yeah, there was definitely, definitely a, a lot of those cars coming out of there. Dennis was there um, almost every Saturday, pretty much. You were. He was a Saturday guy. <laughs> and your kid would hang out too yeah. on Saturday. I remember because I'd come in on Saturdays. Yeah, I remember I ran into his car one day. Whose? His kids. <laughs> This truck, Did the you? nice truck. Does he still have that truck? Or the, he still have, the yellow truck? I don't know if he had the, Oh, that was a friend of his. Oh, that was a friend of his? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. No, oh, I'm sorry. No, that's the oldest boy. He had one. Yeah, yeah he yeah. had a yellow truck. Yellow truck, yeah. Yeah. I was washing Dad's car for him. You know, yeah. I, was, I was like 13, so he let me get in the car and drive it over to, you know, wash it off. And Todd came, pulled park right behind me. I'm washing the car. I'm not really paying attention. Get in the car, go move it. I put it in reverse and bonk right uh. into him. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> he was fine. He rubbed it out. So it's okay. It's okay. You know, I, don't it was, I don't think it was okay, but he said it was. <laughs> yeah, that was, I mean, um, yeah, because when we were, if you were 13, what was I, 17 or something? Yeah, we were we were around quite a bit at yeah. that point working at the shop, but that was fun times, man. Oh, Especially yeah. every Saturday, you got, you got free that, breakfast every Saturday morning. Oh, yeah. yeah. What, what was it? Donuts, donuts back No, then. no at the, next, the restaurant next to the White House. Oh, yeah. Every Saturday yeah. morning. To to show up. That, that to turned show into up. like 20 people. It started at like five, like five people, and then it turned into twenty people. Yeah, yeah, and he was definitely uh, my dad was definitely a creature habit. So, uh, if you can get up early enough to keep up with him, you got the breakfast over at oh, yeah. uh, at the White House. Yeah, and I remember one day he was there, and uh, there was probably twenty people there, and I can't remember the guy's name. It's probably better I don't. Which guy? Uh, Plus, I mean, the guy comes in, oh, you know, oh, okay. one of his, one <laughs> yeah. of his friends, right? And he go, and he t- calls his name out. You mean because. Your dad would always sit at the head of the table. You know, they had this table that was, you know, yeah, ten on ten people on the other side, five at the end, whatever. So this, other, this guy comes in. I can't remember his name or whatever. Comes in, everything, and Boyd says, "Hey, he goes, see that little table over there, uh, over there?" And uh, the guy goes, "Yeah." He says, "That's where you sit today." <laughs> guy looks at him for a minute, walks over, and sits down. <laughs> That's funny. Was it that was an employee? I think it was Gerst, wasn't it? Chip Gerst. No, no. Oh, he may have done it to I, him too. I, 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 remember, I remember him doing doing that to him, but yeah, this is somebody else. I can't think who it was. Oh, it's Rabbit. Oh, yeah. it's Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Who it was. Makes <laughs> sense then. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, no, he that was like his little meeting spot. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. We he, we, do, we used to call it his holding court. Yeah, right. Because you know, I sit at the head of the table. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean, I it was never when, whenever he said let's go have lunch, it was just you knew where you were going to go eat, right? Yeah. A restaurant next door, White House. Good little family that uh, that owned that place. Yeah, yeah. yeah and they, uh, I remember, I remember um, at at our dad's uh, funeral. I think it was maybe maybe might have been after that. We because we, that that restaurant was still open for a, a few years. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, because they, they've revamped that whole place over there. But I remember Raphael coming up to me going, "Oh, I miss your daddy. I miss him." He goes. He put both of my daughters through college. Because <laughs> any little event we had at the shop. They catered it. They yeah. catered it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. Um, well, here again, see, if if somebody made, if somebody's made him happy, he continues with them. Yeah. Yeah. He was very loyal in that sense, and he, he yeah. just, uh, he, you know. I don't think you ever pissed him off, did you? No, I guess not. Wow. You never did? I think everybody pissed oh, him off I'm at, once. I, I've you know? had to have been pissed him off sometimes. I don't think you ever pissed him off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he used to do stuff like he, he's built a uh, that boister right there, the yellow one. Oh yeah. So he comes over to me and he goes, "Hey, uh, what color would you, what color poster would you put in this thing?" I go, "Well, I got a, a Jaguar dealer, and every once in a while a Jaguar sends my car. That's like a special car, I, and they didn't order it or nothing. I don't know if there was a a deal at the factory. They just they painted that color and everything to see what it looked like on there or whatever because it wasn't a stock color and all yeah. that stuff, right? And I was down there the other day and they had a, a dark green, medium green to dark green metallic, really a pretty green color. I'm not a green fan of car, on cars, but you know this thing looked nice. Yeah. And on the inside of it, it had kind of like a bone color upholstery with green piping. And the dash had like blonde wood on it and they, and they took green stain and wiped it on there, and then wiped it all off. So just that little, just down the grain, there's this little green color. You know what I mean? Whatever else. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he says, what's that got to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> I says, well, since you got a yellow car here, what if you put that bone color interior in it and put yellow piping on it? And then on the dash there, instead of instead of putting an aluminum piece there, you know, put a wood, a, a light colored wood there, and put that stain in her like that, and that'd be just kind of like the Jaguar. Yeah. Uh, I says, yeah, you're, you're, you're sick. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when he done the car, he done it all in yellow. You know, yellow yeah, poster, yeah, yellow yeah. paint, you know. Well, and you know, I, I know that that's one thing I think with him is he, he had it in his head what he already wanted, I oh, think. Yeah. Well, right? he, he, but he, he wanted your opinion, but he wanted to see how close you were to his opinion, and, you know. Yeah. Well, a couple of years later, when, we, when he was up in, uh, what's that? I never can remember. Is it La Harbor or La, 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 La Habra? La Habra. Okay. Yeah. He was up there. And he builds this Cadillac, Coupe de Ville. And he paints it like a pink color. You know what I mean? I mean, it's beautiful. Pearl yeah, yeah. color. I don't know if you remember the car. And that was the, a hard the, top. The Hershey's Cadillac? The Elvis one? Whatever the Elvis one? I don't know. Yeah. Could have been. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty sure. It's yeah. Well, that's really well pink Cadillac. I remember yeah, up yeah. in La Habra. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, there's only one. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So he puts he puts Boyd wheels on it, like five spokes or something with black tires. You know what I mean? And I walk in there and I'm looking at this thing and I'm thinking, they must just be rollers or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I asked somebody, Dwayne or somebody, you know, and I go, what's the deal with the tires and wheels in that Cadillac? Go, what do you mean? What's the deal with them? I go, well, are they just rollers on it or something? And he goes, no, there's the, there's the wheels and tires Boyd wanted on it. You know what I mean? So I went and found him, right? So I go, hey, Boyd, you got a second? Sure. So we walk out there, and he goes, uh, what's up? I go, well, you got a Cadillac out here that's a lowrider. I mean, you know, it's painted pink, 
It's got white upholstery inside, all that stuff, you know what I mean? Now, who now who would dream of putting freaking black wall tires and, and five spokes five on this freaking, <laughs> on this custom car? It's, it, needs, it needs Buick Skylarks with, with, a, with a thin white wall, you know what I mean? Yeah. He looks at me for a minute and he goes, uh, so who says? I go, well, I just said, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I, you know? He goes, that's the, way that's the way it is. I go, well, it sure is ugly. <laughs> he walks off, and you know, he, neither one of us got mad. He was just, you know, I, I, had to, well, I had to get back to him a little bit. Anyway. I think on that car. Well, no, and I, I, I want to say, want to say they changed um, it. I think. Yeah, because I think he was, you know, I don't think you were the only one that gave him shit on that one. Because um, well, he did, he did make sure to say that it wasn't Dennis's idea, whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because. Ultimately, it ended up with those solid. Uh, it still had black wall tires on it, but remember that's the that's the wheel that ended up going there. Yeah. Well, see, I mean that that's kind of more looking like a. It looked it was more like a steel wheel kind of, kind of yeah. replica wheel there. But see, the white the black walls just don't get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, need white walls. They need a white wall. I mean, just the, just, it, just the the three quarter of an inch white wall they have on some, you know. Well, and they should have had you paint them on there at least temporarily, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, I though. painted a set of white walls the other day. Did you? Did you? You know how they, how they get kind of dingy? Yeah. This guy told me, he goes, can you paint these white walls? I go, if you get some tire paint, I don't care. So I take a quill, a wide brush, you know, and sat there. And nice. <laughs> the Does that stuff last that long? Don't hit the curbs. Doesn't I, matter, right? Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't, yeah, don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't curb don't it. Curb it. <laughs> yeah, I know. That. And then they, the big thing now is all the stickers. Those sticker kits and stuff for oh, yeah. tires. For, for tires? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's. I've seen. Get you and your old yeah. lady's name on your tires and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing that. No, <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know. It's, but uh, whatever. Whatever trends. There's all kind. At least we got away from some of the goofy trends of the of the early 2000s, like the spinners. Remember the the spinner wheels? Yeah. Those things. I mean, for how many of those those spinner uh, uh, spinner kits that got sold? You don't see shit on the road now. No. I mean, they were. There were thousands. I mean, we were getting hit up to make those things. And by the time we got hit up to make them, we were looking into it. And then China was already re- uh, producing them. You know, they were selling them as a bolt-on deal. And you you pull up at any light, any Lincoln Navigator or Chevy Tahoe, it just spins. It's like, Do you remember the original spinner, though? The yeah, Davin. Dab- 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 yeah, those, pa- those, were, those were awesome. Oh, no. There was a lot of engineering put into that yeah. one, for sure. Uh, whole, yeah, and then, and then the people just started buying the bolt-on shit. And you're just like, come on. Yeah. And then and then you hear the stories of some some little kid sticking his finger in the thing or something. And, and oh, come on. You know? Well, that's kind of like but you know, Dennis almost got out of the deal when they came out with the sticker pinstripe kits, right? The Cal Custom yeah, ones. Yeah, I mean. They're like, they almost put him out of the job, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, yeah, I mean, what's your thoughts on, like, some of the technology with the vinyl nowadays, you know? <laughs> well, the vinyl is... Uh, First you, off, were the, you, you were? I mean, were you messing with any of that stuff? Yeah, the, I bought. I bought a, 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 a plotter, right? A, yeah, a Gerber four B. That's what the name of it was. The Gerber yeah. being the Gerber. Uh, I can't remember. It's not their whole name, but they just call them Gerbers. And uh, I mean, if I had a job that uh, you know, a guy didn't want to spend a lot of money on or whatever else, I mean, I just cut mask, yeah, or put the mask down, paint it in there, whatever, take the mask off, and outline it or do whatever or even put the outline in the mask take the, the one out and then just outline around there uh I, now they got vinyl that's i got a friend of mine who owns a wrap shop it's six thousand square foot wrap shop 
and he's got them hanging out the back door every day. Wow. Trucks and uh, you know semi trailers backed in, and wow. uh, he's knocking them dead. Do you mean? Yeah, it, but it, he's got he's got printers that are as long as a car almost. Do you mean? Yeah. Uh, those guys that do that and they do it well, it's 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 oh, yeah. it's pretty impressive. I well, mean. he uses all all three M stuff. I mean, he don't try to. Ch- he he's smart enough. He's a smart kid, but he's smart enough to know that you know. I mean, you don't put junk on something you're getting good money for and expect it to last and not come back. Yeah. Know? So. Well, and it's good, especially if you got you know some kind of commercial deal, you know, um, where you can kind of just like I said, you, you know, what would it cost you to paint something like that? Oh, yeah. advertising that deal and it's just well, like, he gets you know? he gets brand new bmws from a bmw dealer around the corner yep, from him wrapping the full and, they, the whole and thing. they'll they'll wrap them in, in different colors you know they sometimes they don't even do the jam the trunk jams and everything because that's a lot of work and the guy all he wants is a physical look going just down the street because yeah. it's a lease car and they just take it off there yeah, yeah and yeah. right and then and then when you're done with it you pull the, the vinyl off yeah and you got perfect yeah. paint underneath right. right yeah no it's it's so, pretty cool i've like seen grandma's some, uh, couch covers you know, the, What's that, Grandma? Yeah, the, like the vinyl, the vinyl couches, couch yeah. covers. Pull them off; it's perfect underneath. <laughs> yeah, I or never understood that. You cars. sweat your ass off, you know, <laughs> you know, on those. Or the seat covers in cars. Yeah, yeah. That was a well. Then the guys got into the you know the, then it kind of it went from the, the cheesy just pulling over a seat cover oh, yeah. to actually guys that that would you know uh, cut and sew all the panels and everything and do really. I forgot what I forget the. I know I should know the, the people whose kit classic soft trim is that right? The ones they, we had them in our Tahoe, yeah, in the yeah, boycotting yeah, yeah. Tahoe that we had. Nice stuff, yeah. You know, but are there any? Uh, is, is there cer- certain uh, certain things in the pinstriping world, the painting world that you enjoy still doing? Or some things that you just go, ah, I don't want to do that anymore. Well, first off, <clears throat> here again, I, I, I'm 75 years old, so my balance isn't quite you know like it used to be. Uh, I don't have the stamina to, you know, like stand, I mean, work out there and uh, all day long on yeah. whatever else. So almost anybody that I do work for anymore that uh, knows me or whatever you want to say is they understand that, uh, you know, I probably work four or five hours a day, maybe. Yeah, I mean, if, when I got a job, I, mean, I just come back the next day and do another four or five hours if that's the job. Yeah. And I got a, a friend of mine, Brad King. He's, he's about 50, striper. And, uh, when we done those uh, transformer trucks, there's a lot of ladder work there. You know what I mean? So, Brad, <laughs> got Brad, a, I Brad, got a job. Brad's the ladder man. I got I got a job down here for you. <laughs> so the first day he comes over down there, he goes, uh, "How come everything down low is striped and everything up high needs to be done?" I go, "That's where you're here." <laughs> <laughs> so now every time I call him, he goes, "What kind of job you got? I got to go crawl a ladder on." Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's good you're still getting out there and doing it, though. Well, I, you know? I enjoy it. You know what I mean? It's, uh, I mean, that's, it's, it's kind of like in your blood, if you want to say that, you know? Yeah, I mean, because it's, it's like you're, you're one of those guys that uh, was fortunate enough to, to, to go into a career path that it was something you enjoyed. It's been an artist right? his I mean, whole life. Like you, you know? said, you were, a as a kid, you, were, you grew up around all the custom cars. and I mean, uh, I feel sorry. Yeah. You know, I, I, I know guys that work for a big conglomerate some kind of a business or whatever else you know what I mean and one of them told me one day <coughs> that he could go to go to work he sat in the parking lot and have a cigarette and then he had time you know he as long as he made it through this door at that time or else and when he hit that clock it hit it right yeah on the money you know what I mean that's all <laughs> that's how bad he hated his job <laughs> but 
he retired from the job. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? uh, which, which was his obviously plan all along. But you know what I mean? Well, he ha- to get that retirement stuff, he hated every minute of the time he spent there is what I'm getting at. Well, and I, I think you can look at it a few different ways. I mean, some people get that corporate job that's paying good money, and, and in their head, they're like, okay, I'm going to hammer this out for 25, 30 years, right. and then I'm going to live my life. And it's like, right. And that's basically shit. what this guy does. That's yeah, but, but I mean, you're almost missing the point. You should be doing something you like that you can make some money doing, right? right. And if you get real lucky, you make a lot of money doing what you like, and then you're living your whole life all the way through. Yeah. And like, like, you, like you said, you're at 75, you're not stopping. You're, you may not do as much as you did 10, 15, 20 no. years ago, right. but you're still, hey, I need this truck strapped. And yeah, okay, I like yeah. doing that. Come out. You're still capable to do it. You still do a good job. Yeah, because, yeah, I, I mean, you know, well, how see, many. I would, I would hate, I'd hate to be somebody that you hate to go to work every day. Oh. And, and you I, know what? I mean, I, I in, in, in Greg's had other jobs too. We didn't just work for our dad. We've, we've right. I, you know, I worked at the phone company for a year and a half in between my dad's businesses and. You know, I, we went over it with Greg and I. Uh, we went over over to American Racing when that got sold there. So we've seen the other other parts of it, and there's just like, yeah. I mean, I don't think I trade what I'm doing now for anything. Oh. You know, and Greg over here, he's a semi-retired. You know, very very retired. <laughs> for a few years, it was like people were like, "Hey, what do you do after you know after you left American Racing?" Greg, what are you doing? Oh, I'm retired. I'm retired. I'm living the life. <laughs> <laughs> no, but see, Greg's Greg's doing something he loves with all the woodworking, and he's doing yeah. some really cool shit, yeah. uh, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of doing that stuff and enjoying life. Right? It was like your dad. I mean, that, he loved that. He loved that business. Oh yeah. I oh, mean, he loved it. I mean, for he, sure. He, he could he could have problems. 10 hours a day I mean one get one of these days you got a problem every time you turn around and whatever else and it might have cost some money to solve each one of them or whatever you want to say but that didn't mean he's going to quit yeah yeah and he definitely uh, he would get he would get frustrated he would get upset he would you know uh, just but he would never he never quit he would always it was always an opportunity for him to figure out the problem right you know and and to move Move on on to the next thing and you know um some you know i mean when you it, that's like with business I, I mean you know at one point we had close to a 350 plus employees and i mean that's a whole headache in itself i don't have any aspirations to have that many employees <laughs> yeah i mean that's you know i'm gonna try to figure it out with as little employees as possible and still do a, a bunch of cool shit yeah right because a lot of times you you know, watch what you wish for you go oh, i want to i want to have a 20 million dollar business 40 million dollar business well hey. yeah good well, luck yeah, good, yeah. yeah watch what you wish for because yeah. that you know because there, there comes a lot of like, it, it, there's a lot of cool stuff that happens with that, but a lot of a lot of headaches. And you well, know, like I've had you, people tell me, why don't you get a helper? You know, you could do more cars. There you go. What? Why? What? I mean, what's the logic here? You know what I mean, yeah, I got to pay him money, so I don't make it. I mean, I I actually cut down my income. Yeah, it's like you it, charge double for a pinstripe job. Right. Right. It, what you're it, you know, I mean, I, I just never got the logic. And yeah. then the guy calls up sick, and you already got this all his work lined up or whatever else. You mean? <laughs> oh, stuff. Don't I mean, tell me it, about it. It, it's just one problem after another to me. But yeah, you know I mean, yeah. Well, I think you did it the right way. You were your own boss your whole life, right? Yeah. I mean, for the most well, part. Well, almost his own boss. You know, almost He's married. You know. Oh yeah, you're married. Yeah, yeah so you're, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fifty-seven. Fifty-seven years. Yeah, yeah. All right. Congratulations. And Annette, that's the boss. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll, I mean, uh, you know, as far as uh, bringing in an income and leaving the, leaving the house every morning, you yeah. know, 
Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I think you did it the right way, you know. Plus, you, 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 I mean, just with you, just with the way you are as a person, you're easy to get along with. You're fun to hang out with. So it's like you, you pinch right for a lot of people. I mean, how many people that we've, we've come across in our lifetime that you go, that guy's good at that, but God, he's an asshole. It's like, <laughs> oh shit, this guy's gonna be here for a week. Oh boy. Well, yeah. th- think of all, think of all the piss drivers, you know, that have been around over the, you know, Dennis hung out with all the big names back in the day, all of the famous ones. But he always stayed. Dennis always stayed under the, under the radar. You know, he was like yeah. the, he was like the low key guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because some of these Did, guys, it's a, there's a lot of ego. I mean, oh, yeah. in, in, especially in the art world, you know, in, in this in the hot rod world, there's there's so much ego. You know, so everyone's just got to talk shit about who's better than this guy sucks and this guy's that. It's like okay. But what, you, but you, you, you pinstripe next to like uh, what like like Ken Howard and stuff. Like you, you knew him, didn't you, Von Dutch? I met him once. You met him, and then and like you, you hung out with Ed Roth. Yep. Yeah. So you was with the heavy hitters, yeah. Yeah. And Watson, of course, and, you know. Growing up at Bellflower. Yeah. Where'd you live at in Bellflower? I went to St. John Bosco for a couple of years. <coughs> that was on uh, Bellflower Boulevard, wasn't it? That was that's on Bellflower uh, at between Rosecrans and Imperial. Yeah. Uh, and that was there. That was built there in the '30s or '40s. The last place I lived at, I mean, before when I got before I got married and moved out, was. Uh, uh, Right off the corner of Lakewood and Alondra Boulevard. Okay. On a side street right there on a bond fair. Is that by Western Auto? Where Western Auto was right there? Or by St. Joseph's, right? No, oh. that's Woodruff. Yeah, that's Woodruff, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that area and Downey and stuff, there was a lot of car history over oh, there. Yeah. A yeah. lot of car history. And yeah. Downey's still uh, Downey's still held up pretty well, yeah. you know? Bellflower's held up pretty well. Yeah, pretty Bellflower good. too, you know? Um, and that's one thing in Southern California, I mean, any, any given, like especially now summertime, you know, and Whittier at the Rubies. We'll get 400 cars on a on a Friday night. Yeah. You know? No, I, well, we've been fortunate, you know? Um, definitely. And I'm glad to... I went down to Richard Graves' uh, deal a couple, I don't know, a couple months ago. And my youngest son went with me. Because he can, I mean, he can stripe, he can lay out tape, do whatever. So I told him, I said, well, why don't you go with me and we'll, you know, just spend the day together. Yeah, that sounds good. So as I was leaving there in the afternoon, I told him, I said, did I ever show you the shop that I started at with, with Dick Jackson? And he goes, no. He said, I, I've seen pictures, but i never seen it. Well, I said, you know, it's right down here. Let's, let's drive by and take a look. Because I haven't been there in years myself. And, and we, this was in, this is in Belfar? No. It's Compton. Compton. Okay. So, and I was in Long Beach doing the work, so I just went off the freeway. You know. Yeah. So anyway, I, I get off the freeway there. and uh, I mean, I don't recognize nothing because it's been a long time since I've been there. I don't know if you ever heard of the service center, but it used to be on the corner of Alondra and Atlantic there. Okay. And uh, they used to sell speedy equipment. Oh, that, that, okay, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, you know, it just, it's really, uh, Doug Thorley used to be the muffler guy there. Okay. You know, anyway, th- there's nothing there, you know what I mean? And the shop that I used to work at, it was on that same area right there. That's all gone. They're building these huge apartment buildings. So anyway, I go down and I tell my kid, I says, I got. I'm going to keep my eye on the highway on the road here. Just look for a cross street, Pan S, because that's the corner is on, and I'll just drive. I'll drive past it, and I'll go back around. You know, show you. There was potholes over there in Compton, that had been this freaking big. You know what I mean, and that and that deep. Yeah. I mean? So you had to watch where you're going. You know what I mean, because you'd lose your car in it. So back anyway, then or now? Back then? No, that's now. Oh, oh right now, no, right now. now. Oh, yeah, yeah. So so anyway. He tells me, he goes, oh, I think that one was Pan S, this one coming up right here. Okay. So I, I, I didn't want to just 
turn it. I just went down the next street because there's an alleyway in back of these shops. Do you know what I mean? So I just go down there. Yeah, the don't the the big donut shop is there on the corner. Right, uh, the, uh, the laundry. The laundry. Line. Yeah. But anyway, so just before I turn down off the street right there, I see this freaking guy in a horse right, right down the, coming down the sidewalk. Yeah. And then behind him was a, a littler horse with a little girl on it. And neither one of them had a saddle. They just had the bridle on them. You know? Yeah. I'm thinking, well, this is, I mean, you know, when I lived here, they didn't ride horses on the sidewalk. <laughs> well, you know what? So that's right there. So the polish shop we use is on a laundry in Santa Fe. So I, oh, that's down further. Yes, that's down further. But I'll, what I'll do is I'll come in off the 91 and I'll go down Alondra and that uh, Atlantic in uh, Alondra and Compton. It, what a mess. Oh, that, what great. a mess. There's a homeless guy, deranged guy that just he lights shit on fire on the sidewalk and, and, and he'll throw shit. It, it's the same guy. He's been there forever. No one does anything about it. Then you have a well nice. in L.A. It, the Randy's Donuts was the famous big donut okay. thing. But right. The, the, the donut shop there has the same big ass. I think, they were Winchell, I think they were Winchell's at one time. I think. Oh, is that what they were? I yeah, because this one says Steve's Donuts or something, and yeah. it's the same big, iconic, big, yeah. huge donut at the top. And But, yeah, all, the, the, all those uh, right there off the freeway, off the, the riverbed, there's all, all kinds of horse properties. Yeah, but they're back over Atlantic, on the other side of Atlantic, right? Yeah, so the, the so if you go Atlantic, yeah, that whole area, it's weird. Okay. But you, you, anyway. don't, you don't know they're there unless you're on the riverbed, like on the bike path. Which, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah so. Because like, the, the horses are like back of the residence. Probably, yeah, exactly. Right? So there's all these houses, they have like bridal trails up against the riverbed. But yeah, they, they walk horses and shit. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a totally different right deal over there. Good old Compton and North Long Beach. But, um, and then, I, then I, we got, I finally got to the building to show them. It's got a fence all the way around it. It had a gas station up in front. And the buildings were in back. Had it had a fence right to the side, to the curb or the sidewalk. I forget. To there, to there, to there, and the whole thing was full of old cars and junk. Really? I don't know how you, how you could even get to the buildings. Yeah. <laughs> well, that there was a lot. I mean, a lot of hot rodding industry and, and speed parts and stuff. I mean, you're talking about Compton, Linwood, right? Well, in Compton, if if you went up uh, Long Beach Boulevard. There used to be a Dave's Home of Chrome up there. Dave's Home of Chrome. Yeah, you walk what? in there, and they had all they had just hundreds of dash knobs and you know, plastic dash knobs and all these different colors. Really? You know what I mean? Uh, dummy spotlights, uh, hubcaps, uh, all you know trinkets like J.C. Whitney kind of style style stuff. Yeah. yeah. All and, chrome. and the guy, the guy with the cash register, he sat up above. In other words, he had to walk up to his little place up there and that was so he could watch people they wouldn't be taking these dash and all that stuff that's funny <laughs> it was right next to Sears and there was a huge Sears there in Long Beach Boulevard or maybe not next to it but it's it was still, the building's to. still there the, I, I, I don't know yeah if you're going down Long Beach Boulevard it's before uh, it's between a laundry and, and, uh, and Cerny uh, used to Artesian. have a shop right there on around the street Cerny the, the custom cars and stuff okay, okay. yeah 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 and, and Burris used to be down on you know, Atlantic, but I mean, down down a little further, bit ways. Yeah, yeah, long time ago. It's a di- yeah. it's a different, definitely a different world over. Burris's building, I think, is still there. There is no deal. Really? Yeah, because Ross' place was over there too, right? He was in Maywood. Maywood, yeah. Oh, he was in Maywood. <laughs> yeah, and I can't remember what I think it was on Slauson. I'm not sure. And where was where was Watson's, Watson's place at? Well, he had one on Belfort Boulevard. And this is ironic. If you come if you come down the 91 freeway, okay, towards Bellflower from wherever you're coming yeah. from, 
and you take Belfair Boulevard off. He had a, he had a shop on Belfair Boulevard mm -hmm. at one point in time, and when you come down that off ramp, you go right through the middle of where his shop was. Oh, where was it? Because it widened the freeway or whatever. Uh, the off ramp. Yeah, they had to put the off ramp there. Oh, okay. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So when you're in the off ramp, technically, the side street is right along, right here as you're driving down there, and Belfair Boulevard's there. Well, this off ramp is at an angle, see? So it took off the end of this street here. That's oh, where that, yeah, that yeah. his shop he shared with a tire store. So, but it was right on Belfair Boulevard. Oh, okay. And yeah. if you take that off ramp today, you're technically Go driving right, right the down middle. the middle of his shop. <laughs> Funny. Yeah, it you know some of these like towns like uh, you know it's kind of like weird how like Stanton for example, I mean Stanton I mean I remember being was it the murder capital of, of the United <laughs> States like two years in a row in the in the late eighties, then all of a sudden you know, uh, my dad moves in there right Fat Jack moves yeah. in there and he's you know Sir Michaels was there for a while yep Mahood um, Mahood was yeah. there, um, Dick Vale was there Dick Vale yeah. was there. And then, uh, what was it, uh, Jerry Greer? Was it the yeah. Indian uh, motorcycle? Jerry Greer. Jerry Greer's, yeah. Yeah, yeah so all of a, then all of a sudden it gets put on a map. I mean, that what, what is that town? Maybe four square miles? It's, if that, yeah. Right? It's not, it's not, even, uh -huh. not even... I mean, it, it, you know, for people that are, that are listening, it's, uh, you know, it's what, maybe two miles from Disneyland? Three yeah. miles down yeah, Cerritos? That, yeah. You know? So, but it's weird how those towns get put on the map. And, you know, Huntington Beach, right? The chip and... I mean, going back to California Street Rods. Yep. You know? Yep. Little John had a shop to Huntington. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I see, I miss all those guys. Yeah. Your dad, Little yeah. John, Don Thielen, all those guys. You know what I mean? Yep. Well, yeah. And that's, I mean, it's part of the, the reason we, you know, we've been wanting Dick, to do this podcast. Dick Hill, uh, Pizza Porus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it just, I mean, it, well, that's why we appreciate you. You know, you coming down, Dennis, because this is like we—you got stories that that you know that no one else has. You know that we can share and kind of put together the whole puzzle here that uh, was just hot rodding, not just our dad, right? Yeah. I mean, there's some really uh, interesting times, and and it's now. I mean, you know, we were really young when all this stuff happened, but we kind of grew up in this thing, and you know, so now. People tell us the story. Oh, that's what happened, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. That's why that guy wasn't didn't come around anymore after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like that's like Little John. You know, he he was probably. I mean, he was an artist. You know I mean, and when I say that is because he had his temper. Oh yeah. He had, oh, yeah. His, he, had he had all the artist artistry. You know pitfalls or whatever you want to call it you mean yep quirks now my quirks there you go yeah now myself when i went over there even if i was just in the area he always had a pot of coffee on oh always always, always. i mean he drank coffee from sun up to sundown yep so i'd I walk in the shop i'd have a coffee cup go get my coffee come back start to come back and i just say i just i was in the neighborhood just so I'd stop by and get a cup of coffee. And I just keep walking. See, because that way if he if he didn't want to be bothered, he just let me walk. Yeah. Right. But if he wanted to talk, he But if he wanted to talk, then you know, I then he then he started talking. That's if funny. He, once he started talking, then I knew I could stay. You so before mean? Starbucks without having, we had a little having a blow up there. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have the grenade go off. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and you know too, I think uh 
our dad had a, a temper early on too and a short fuse on certain things but also too looking back like you know he was a smoker like little john smoker right oh, yeah. but uh, camel unfiltered oh yeah all day every yeah. day you know you talk about coffee all day you know my dad uh you know our dad when he had he started type 2 diabetes you know you could tell i mean he would just you'd say the littlest thing to him and he'd flip out you know and it's like you realize now like okay well the guy wasn't exercising it wasn't eating right you know and his blood sugar was all out of whack and someone yeah. you know someone yeah. was going to get it i would piss him off too you uh, you did i I, <laughs> yeah. I, never, I never did <laughs> i never pissed him oh, off. oh yeah right yeah right it's our other brother yeah, well, he, he, he got to him pretty good. No, yeah, real good, <laughs> real good. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, he, he, he had, um, there's times. Remember, Greg, you go to a. Uh, he would just have a. He would just get in his where his blood sugar would be all screwed up, and we go to a restaurant, and uh, you know, like you know, sometimes you go to a restaurant, the service is kind of whatever, and it takes like 15, 20 well, minutes yeah. for them to even come around and even give you the menus and stuff. And I remember him just going. This is bullshit, goddammit. And he'd get up and we'd be, and me and my mom and Greg would be like, they're like mm, what are we doing? Okay, okay. And we kind of just slip out, <laughs> slip out of the restaurant, you know. I can remember being over, over at the shop and he'd come by. Remove, that, remove the mic a little closer. Okay. I'd, I'd come by, I mean, he'd come by and he'd come over to me and he'd go, it's, it's Derwain or Snitz all the time. Oh. He, so he saying, loved his job. Yeah, I love that yeah. So we go down the Derwinter, we get in this car and go down to Derwinter's Nestle store, right? And he'd order like four or six of them, yeah. something, right? Oh, man. Then one day he, call, he does that same trick, but it, he was going to he was going to go to a restaurant or something. Yeah. So he goes, now, when we get to my, when we get to my car, and it was a brand new Mercedes, you know, one of those zoomy looking ones. I can't remember what model it's called, but. Anyway, he'd lowered it, repainted it all, took the door handles off, all that stuff. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, we're walking towards it and everything, and he tells me, he goes, now just wait till I get there because i got to get in my door, and i got to reach over and unlock your door because the, that, that solenoid don't work on that door. <laughs> okay. Yeah, cause so, you, yeah. so anyway, I, so I sit over there, and he, he gets in the side over there, and then he reaches over and opens it from the inside, and, and I get in, sit down and everything, drive him down the street and everything, and he looks and he says, you know, he says, as long as I've been working with cars and all that stuff, he goes, you'd think I'd be smart enough not to do this to a brand new Mercedes. Take the frickin' door handles <laughs> off and throw them away. <laughs> but that was what he did. Oh, yeah. You know? I think the last time he leased a Mercedes and did that uh, before he passed away, uh, Mercedes, and they returned it back. Uh, turn, I don't know what no, happened. We, we had to take it back because there was there was some discrepancy with the the paperwork or something. Yeah, yeah. and they, they said no no more leases to Boyd Coddington. Yeah. <laughs> well, we took it. We also took it back, but because he didn't want to put take the wheels that he put on it, on it. Yeah, want to leave those on it. So we found uh, what what you call it? Um, what's the name in, in Par- on Paramount Boulevard? The tire shop, All Star. All Star, yeah, All Star. We went down there. Ruben got us. He had a set of uh, three spoke. Gold-plated three-spoke Anteros. <laughs> no way. Really? So we put that on the Mercedes, and I drove it down. Dad had me drive it down to um, to Fletcher Jones, and I pulled up front, and the guy's like, "And I'm all this is the lease return that for for Coddington." Uh. He goes, "Really? Okay." Here's, I gave him the keys. But yeah, <laughs> gold-plated wheels. I remember um, was it, what was his name? Was Ruben the All Star? Ruben, yeah, All Star. Yeah, he goes, he goes, boy, all I got is these gold-plated wheels. He goes, hey, that's fine. That's that that will that'll work." Yeah, no more, <laughs> uh, no more leases to Boyd. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> yeah, but that was what he did. Oh yeah, you know, he always had like the Mercedes wagons or the Cadillacs. And, oh yeah, 
What would you do? He got that Cadillac for mom, that Eldorado, the red one. Yeah. And mom was driving it for a couple weeks. And he goes, let, let, let me borrow it. And they took it to the shop because little John just lowered his. So he's all, I'm going to lower this one. They lowered it. They think they cut the springs on it. They gave it back to mom. She was pissed. They rode like crap. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> or how many times she had a car that she had fallen in love with. And the next thing you know, she come home. Hey, where's uh, the such such car? Uh, I got you, got you something else. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I traded it. I traded it to this guy for this. You know, when your dad was there on on uh, Orange Avenue, I mean, working in the shop in the backyard. Yeah, I went over one day to do something, whatever it was, and your mom comes out the back door of the house, and she goes, "Hey, Dennis," she says, uh, "I can't get my car out of the garage if you park there." Oh, okay, I'll move it. She says, yeah, move it next door to the church parking lot. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Like, well, we, <laughs> yeah. parking, I'm parking over there. Yeah, well, we had an agreement with the... the oh, the, I know. I'm just, yeah, because, you know, that, that next... Uh, they're still there. Uh, the, the Mormon Institute, they had a pretty big parking lot. They got a bigger parking lot than they do a building. Oh, yeah. 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 And But they only use it... It's a youth uh, deal, so they only use it in the mornings. Okay. So my parents had, like, an agreement with them that we could use the spots that were up against our property. You know, they never really hassled. We kind of watched. With I they. still park there, actually. Yeah, he still does. Yeah. Greg. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, it wasn't that far to walk back. No, but, but. except carry all my junk back there. You know yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, all the, I'm the, saying is, it was just, you know, I go really. <laughs> yeah, the, the church parking lot, but yeah, that was a cool. That still is a cool spot. Yeah, you know, it's one of those unique uh, properties. I mean, where where you know where do you find a, a house that's you know got three quarters of an acre? In the middle oh, of Buena yeah. Park, right. right now they'll put what ten, ten story building on it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's where Greg's uh, hold up over there doing all his uh, shenanigans, shenanigans, and Sanford and Son uh, the remake yeah. twenty nineteen Sanford and Son remake. <laughs> nah, he's doing you're doing pretty good, Greg, with all your little woodworking and your tables and check it out up for everybody. Well, it's something you enjoy, right? Oh, I love yeah. it. Well, I mean, see, there you go. I mean, yeah. that's you know. Yeah. Well, you Dennis, could probably make you could probably make more money running illegal back and forth or something. But, you know, I mean that's that's a dangerous <laughs> job and well, that's whatever. The thing you is, know. you do what you love, you don't make that much. You do something illegal or sell your soul to corporate America, maybe you could make some. I mean, make do, don't get me wrong, I got money. a lot of money. Oh yeah. Hey, Greg. We need to talk yeah, after yeah. this, I guess. Yeah. We need to square up, I guess. I got I got some. Hey, big Chris, time. we got a new sponsor for the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me and Nacha actually, Nacha has all my money. Yeah. Well, Dennis, we probably need to wrap it up, but uh, appreciate you coming by, man. Oh, it's been fun. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad you came by. Um, it was great having you on the show, man. You got some awesome stories, thank and uh, thank you for sharing those. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, and uh, and Greg, thanks for stopping by. I know it. It, it was. Uh, it's the least I could do with Dennis being here. And how do we find we find Greg? Alleged Axe on Instagram. You guys got to check out his, his stuff that he's doing. Alleged, A-L-L-E-G-E-D-A-X-E. Are you on Instagram? Are you? Yeah. Are you doing Do you a social Instagram media thing, Dennis? Facebook account or anything like that? Yeah. None no. of that shit, huh? I just, I, I mean, it. I put, I it. you know, like, Instagram, if I press on it, it goes to a private account. No, I don't, you know, but if it just goes opens up, well, then I. Oh. Yeah, because, you know post some of the stuff you're working on you know well we'll do that we're gonna do well, that when you do that when you we're definitely gonna post him working on the yeah red truck. when you come back we, um when you come back and do the truck then okay. uh we'll be we'll be filming you doing that because we got a little little series we're refreshing that truck <coughs> remember the th- your deals your dad used to put in the back fender 
the back, the lower roll pan. Roll oh, pan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of work, but I mean, remember you used to bring them up and Tuck stuff? them up, yeah, you used to pie cut them on the sides, and then, right. yeah. I mean, that really look good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're not getting that crit because this one's just my daily driver, so we're just yeah, going to. I'm just saying all that. When that that was cool time. because you know who's actually got a uh, cool uh, still drives it is Chris Butero's got his truck where they cut the bumpers and sucked everything in and yeah. got the original wheels that John built for that thing. What's he doing now? Don't know. I need to talk to him because I want to. I want to. I want to go check that truck out again. I saw him one day at FedEx a few years ago and I, I took a picture of because he still drives a truck around. Still looks good. Yeah, I, see, I see it every once in a while. Yeah. We need to get him on. Yeah. Have some conversations. So, all right. Well, I think that's a wrap. Steve, you're going to bring us out? Yeah. Well, uh, on behalf of Dennis, Greg, and Chris, thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, you can find us on hotrodsbyboy.com slash backslash podcast and also on iTunes. Until next time, this is the Hot Rods by Boyd podcast. We'll talk to you guys again soon. See you.